Hey, y'all. Welcome to Preaching the Choir podcast with your host, me, Jen Randall. Today, we are interviewing one of my favorite humans and one of my favorite show choir people, Mr. Luke Warren from Hastings High School in Minnesota. Uh, Luke and I got to know each other when he was back at St. Francis, and uh, we competed against each other a few times. And then he took over for this guy named Lynn Warren when he retired from Hastings. No relation, right? No, just kidding. Um, We talk a little bit about that. We talk a lot about show choir. We talk about choral music in Minnesota. We talk about... I mean, I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's a lot of stuff, guys. So you're definitely going to enjoy this supersized episode of Preaching to the Choir. Oh, we have school, but we have, I mean, we're still in, we're like, still in, I'm not there. <laughs> we're still in digital learning land. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So our governor, um, I mean, we, we have a pretty aligned state, um, sort of mandate as it were in terms of like how we were able to handle yeah. school opening at the beginning of the year. So it was, it was fairly unified across the board. It was based on COVID cases per 10,000 in, in the county and then in the city. Logic, and you say? Tell me more. No, I'm just kidding. It, Go ahead. I mean, <laughs> it, it was, it re- I was, I was really proud of it because I, of what, of what was put together. That what sounds was, smart. What yeah. Um, because I think it was concrete. I think it was fairly easy to understand. Um, and it was, it was communicated well to yeah. families and, and whatever. So um, there were different benchmarks for, you know, like 30 per 10,000 means mm-hmm. high schools have to be hybrid or whatever. And, right. And it, it, there's a bunch of different benchmarks. And then basically once we got over 50 per 10,000 in, in the county, that like triggered a conversation with the superintendent and then sort of what are you doing in town? What do your cases look like in in your city? Right. And then what, what do we do next? So um, we started the year in a hybrid um, where we saw kids two days a week oh, yes. and then the other two days a week they the other group was at home so right. um and then we also added a, a little extra wrinkle in, in the fold because we're on a seven period day oh you're uh, not a block okay and yeah we are not we're on a seven period day which i'm, I'm so fortunate for um yes, and and i, I mean it, it's it's awesome because it allows kids to to do all sorts of stuff mm-hmm. but um because we're on a seven period day i think it was pretty we I was part of a task force mm-hmm. in the summer in July um, just kind of planning and I think one of the things we just we were trying to mitigate how much contact tracing was going to be necessary in a seven period day I yeah. mean it, it, you know one kid gets it now and it, okay we have to trace them to six you know yes. to six that, that's a very good point yeah seven you know six teachers plus four you know it, it, it just it was one of those things I think we felt as a, as a group, it mm-hmm. like, that's going to, that's going to get out of control and ultimately might cause more, um, you know, transmission and spread than we, totally. than we even want to mess with. So we also threw the wrinkle in the fold. We're, we're also on semesters. Okay. Yeah. So we basically, we broke down our, our seven period day into two, four, five, and six and one, three, five, and seven. Okay. Fifth period being the, the standard, like 48 minute class period. That's just going to go through the whole year. No matter what. Um, Cause that's lunchtime too. So um, yeah. But with the other classes, we're doing them in four and a half week blocks. So my first four and a half <laughs> weeks was one, three, five, seven. 
my second four and a half weeks was two, four, five, six, and then r- rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. That ends first semester, and now we're starting that for second semester. How would you um, possibly do a choir job that way? Well, so it's interesting. My <laughs> my men's choir or you know, my 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 tenor bass choir is third hour. Okay, and my top choir uh, select corral, my se- juniors and seniors, uh, is sixth hour. So my first four and a half weeks, I had. Uh, I had my, my TV choir yeah. and then my second four and a half weeks I had select. So it's been, and then, so we started in a hybrid and then in early November, we mm-hmm. transitioned to full-time distance. Yeah. So in that case, that happened in the middle of the second four and a half weeks of one, three, five, seven. If anybody is still listening. I am caught it. I'm still with you. I mean, I, I'll draw a chart. There, I, <laughs> unbe- but so in the middle of that, we had to transition to distance learning, God. which was fine-ish. And then the second four and a half weeks with Select was all online, and now we're still online. Um, and we will still be online uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, they'll, they're bringing, they brought back uh, K2 this week. They're bringing back 3-5 in a mm-hmm. couple weeks. And then we'll see. I think it's going to – I if – if cases stay kind of what they're doing in, in the state of Minnesota and in Dakota County, where our, where our high school is located, yeah. I think I, I've told people, I think we'll be back in school, like probably the week after president's day, back into our, our hybrid deal, yeah. um, which would be great. Um, so you. that's our, that's our school circumstance. So, yeah. you know, we went to, we went to distance learning. Yeah. Like two weeks before Thanksgiving. Um, in terms of activities, so for sports and then for show choir. Um, yeah, we how are they doing do... that during virtual? Like, are you allowed to have that during virtual time? Because a lot of yes, schools don't. They were a lot. Well, during the hybrid, we were allowed to. Everybody did fall sports. They okay. did contracted, you know, contracted seasons in terms of like contests were only with like in the conference. There were no state meets oh, or state okay. tournaments. Um, and then for. Uh, and then for winter sports, they were good. Our winter sports start right around Thanksgiving, but because we went to like a full statewide shutdown, I mean, they closed mm. restaurants. Yeah. Um, they, they closed, closed restaurants. They, they allowed outdoor dining, which for those of you who are not from Minnesota, like I was going to say, that it. seems like a special treat in Minnesota in November is outdoor Listen, dining. people still did it. They Gosh. totally complained about it, but they did it because wow. that's what we do. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we, they then they put a pause they put a pause on all activities athletics in mm-hmm. person um youth or otherwise from basically thanksgiving until the until january 4th yeah so um for show choir we started our rehearsals the way we structured it this year um pretty early on mm-hmm. um i i made a decision along with the help of of a couple others um I think Trent's been on your show he has, and has, yeah. has, has talked to you it. a little bit about that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we talked, uh, Trent and Nolan and I especially kind of talked like early July, I think it was yeah. when I, I, when I had these task force meetings and I just like, I, I, I remember calling him just saying, you like, you guys, what are we going to do? Like, we got to figure this out now. We can't, yeah. we can't wait. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, and, and we, then we had a little bigger meeting with some other folks and, um, it's, you know, it's been a challenge and I know everybody's kind of made their own decisions, right? And they've they've kind of done what they have to do in their own communities and state regulations yes. and, and so on and so forth. But um in Minnesota just trying to trying to, you know, 
read the tea leaves a little bit. I just, I knew we were going to be in a lot of different circumstances, in a very yeah. different circumstance mm-hmm. than Iowa, than Ohio, than Indiana, than even Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, just because of the way our leadership in the, in the state is and, and the way that had, things had been handled previously. Right. Um, I, I honestly didn't, ant- I didn't know if we were going to be able, there was a, there was a moment in August, we were unsure if we were actually going to even be able to have any singing allowed yeah oh all. yeah I, I mean um, I think that happened with a lot of people where we were just kind of going um, well yeah and there was some weird really contradictory edicts there like, were running around even the last week of August yeah. in, in the state of Minnesota I was hearing from friends at other high schools in Minnesota saying like my school district says we can't even be outside singing like we're we are not allowed to sing or play instruments okay um so it was it was a weird time but I I think pretty early on I, I communicated to the parents of the families like we are not competing this year we're not going to entertain it. It, yeah. it it isn't it isn't because I don't know what this is going to look like mm-hmm. and I, frankly I don't even know how much rehearsal in-person rehearsal we're going to be allowed totally. to have or what that's even even going to look like so what we kind of settled on is we still decided to do our three show choirs um we have a we have a a, a prep a prep group that's a mixed prep group that's largely ninth and tenth graders, mm-hmm. um, and then a and then a women's ensemble that is or an essay essay ensemble that's um, our sort of mid level ensemble. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a change last year, and then and then Riverside, obviously. Right. Um, and we we pared down rehearsals. You know, we me and my colleagues like we we we've, we've taken the Colorado study and and subsequent studies very seriously. We believe very much that safety is like priority number Paramount. one, mm-hmm. one A, one B, one C, and then there's a huge gap and then everything else. And um, it, it's, we put that at the forefront and we've been very transparent about it from the get-go with parents. Like we, we don't, we, we want to provide experiences of course, but we will not do it at, at the behest or the sacrifice um, of our community's health, of our students' health, of their family's health. Um, we're just not going to play games with it. And, and, um, uh, that was a decision that we made early on. Um, so we, we still auditioned to the groups. We, we did it in late September. Um, we did, we did some like in-person auditions with yeah. like the most incredible mitigation, <laughs> yes. like, all right, this group is in this room you and stand then a county away. <laughs> and then you stay. It was, it was great. The kids were great. Um, and so we have our three groups. Um, we have word about probably, I don't know, maybe 85 to 90% of our participation rate that we've been at. Um, okay. In, in past years. That's pretty good. Um, I'm, I'm really proud of the kids. We've, um, you know, they've, they've, they've worked through a lot of challenges and, and even like rehearsal time. I mean, mm-hmm. we were rehearsing with Riverside, we're rehearsing no more than three hours a week in oh, like yeah. an hour and a half maximum chunks we're very fortunate with our space. We have lots of rehearsal spaces. You've, yeah, you've been to our high school. I have. Yeah. You're we very have, lucky. Mm-hmm. You know, we have our big auditorium stage, the seats. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a foyer that we can use as rehearsal space, our choir room, multipurpose room, band room, even our commons area are yeah. just vaulted ceilings have really great, um, you know, filtration and, and air movement. So we were able to bounce around. It's, a whole new aspect of planning, <laughs> you know, like, yep. <laughs> all right. Okay. In my plan, I have to work in 10 minutes cause we, we got to stop, but then we have to move to another room, which actually, you know, takes 30 minutes because every 10 minute break 
I mean, it's just... Yep, yep. It's basically a math equation you never wanted to have to do. And Absolutely. <laughs> like, this is so not it. <laughs> we were... I mean, we've been chucking along and, and you know, making progress. We're doing a show. Our, our end goal is to perform... Um, and again, I was really transparent with this about the parent, with the parents and the kids, mm-hmm. um, that, that our, that our end goal, we, we weren't competing, we weren't hosting, um, that, that if we got to do a performance at the end of the year, in some circumstance, we had been given a gift. Right. Um, and I think that our approach with that from the get go has been, has been helpful, at least for our community. Um, certainly parents are bummed. Kids are bummed. They, everybody loves it. Um, <laughs> I mean, yes. And I'll say the tacky thing, which is that it doesn't matter if you're bummed. Like, people's health and safety is very important, friends. Like, very important. It's okay to be bummed. And sometimes we don't get to do everything we want to do, sweet friends. That's an important lesson to yep. learn. Even if you're the 50-year-old parent and you're complaining about it. Well, and I need to say this, too, which is, you know, I, I you and I talked about this a little bit in advance, which is just that, you know, other people I've interviewed this year are still doing um, competing on their own or they're hosting. And I think the common denominator that I hear in those conversations is that, A, um, you either have people who felt an emotional reason for needing to do those things as if they were letting people down and they didn't want to let people down. Um, and they felt bad for the kids and the kids deserve it. It's the emotional context. And then there are those who, um, you know, maybe not as quick to admit it, but it's, it's a money thing. It's the, you know, we're not making any money or they didn't have their contest last year and they didn't make money last year as well. And they feel pressure from the money standpoint to do that. Um, you know, did you get pressured by, I mean, you don't have to tell us exactly, but were you getting well, pressure from anyone to continue doing things? Well, okay. I, I mean, I think for me, the, the biggest thing that I, I need to continue to like stress to myself and, mm-hmm. and to everybody else is mm-hmm. in our state, in Minnesota, a lot of that decision-making was taken out of our hands. True. That's a very good point. Very Your state made it for um, you. Yeah not even to the point of like principles. I mean, I, there, there were some of these things that it was just like, this isn't going to happen. Right. Like if football team can only compete with, you know, can only, can only compete with our conference schools yeah. and travel within a 20, 25 mile radius with the following, you know, protocols and so on yeah. and so forth. I mean, they had, they had two games that got canceled or moved or whatever because of, mm-hmm. of COVID related things. I mean, translate that to show choir for a competition i mean there it, it wasn't going to happen i mean we, right. we have we have two show choirs in minnesota within a 25 mile radius yeah, yeah. so the, the even just like doing an exchange mm-hmm. or something like Would that at this point prohibitive mm-hmm. yeah and so I, I think part of that so that it doesn't sound like i'm on my high horse because I, I really don't mean to be <laughs> is is that we didn't have a lot of a lot of that decision making and I am very thankful for it. I was just going to say you're that was almost a gift on some level that you didn't have oh, to be the absolutely. one making those choices. You know, I feel for those directors that are in those situations where they've got I mean, if I think about how divided our country's been in the last, you know, however long, right? And I'm not going to talk about that specifically, but think about that division, pull it into a booster meeting. You know that there oh, are absolutely. directors sitting around the country who are having parents coming at them from 
both sides, both sure they're correct, saying, my kid deserves this. We need to go do it. Somebody is hosted. And somebody else going, you're being insane. This isn't safe. I will never put my kid on that bus. You know, I... I do not, let me say very clearly, do not envy those directors. I know a lot of people are in tough spots. But with that said, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And I think as educators, so we needed to be more careful than some of us were being. I'll go ahead and say the mean things. How about that? We need to be more well, careful. No, it's, you're, I mean, listen, Jen, you're right. I, I, I think the mantra that I have said to the kids repeatedly, and so to, I've been, I mean, I have, I, I feel like I have a pretty good relationship now in my fourth year at Hastings. Right. And they with, know you with yes. parents. Mm-hmm. And I, I, right. I, I also know a lot of the, the families already <laughs> and, and whatever, but, <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I've said that more than I've said anything else. Like just mm-hmm. because we can, doesn't mean we should. Yeah. Um, and there is not one single thing to me that is more important than the health and well being and lives of, of people in our community. And you know, if it, if it means if we have one kid whose, whose grandmother might be living in their home, no. um, I just, it, is it, you know, you talk about, I, you know, we, we have, we've heard a lot of like, it's not fair. It's, it's this, and this it's is, not, this, it isn't, of yeah. course not. My, my, my grandfather who, who passed away in August, oh. um, was always fond of saying to me, um, affair is where you go to buy a pig in August. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's like the I most Minnesota the thing someone said along the I Midwest. Say that, I say that to the kids and they look at me like, what does that mean? I don't I love it. I don't understand. Um, and and so I, I, in in terms of I, I mean I get it. It's not fair, but I, I guess my 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 counter argument is yeah, but what if that so if that kid can't do show choir because grandma's living in their house? Mm-hmm. And the reason is because it would be unsafe for them. I mean, let's start multiplying that out. And yeah. how many families really genuinely are in homes with, with families with with comorbidities with any kind of any kind of previous health concern? Yeah. And and now we're we're like putting those people at risk. And and again, it's it's a lot about choices and 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 so on and so forth. And I think everybody kind of has to make their own in some regard. But I think the thing I've tried to hold steadfast to. It's just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah, absolutely. And, and furthermore, I, you, you said something about about a minute ago. I, I, I guess my other deal is we're teachers, mm-hmm. and and it's a leadership at what point? Model. At what point are we? And and in this case, we're coaches. I mean, let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. Oh, this, for right? sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think if we're gonna be an an art form and a and an activity. That's going to talk about, I mean, we do this, right? We're, we're show choir. We're so delightfully provincial about uh-huh. ourselves. I'm uh, sign me up. Like oh, I'm, same. I'm yeah. right there with it, mm-hmm. you know, like repping it. I mean, you started a podcast about it. Like we love show choir <laughs> and we love what show choir does. Oh yeah. And furthermore, we love as directors to tell what show choir does for kids. Oh, for sure. And you know what? We're not wrong. Proselytizing show choir is one of my favorite activities. Yes. Right. But we're, we're not wrong. But we are if we're not putting our money where our mouth is. Yeah. And if this isn't always about that, you know, teaching kids first and foremost about life mm-hmm. and living through mm-hmm. the lens of what they can what they can glean from show choir and mm-hmm. rehearsal and competitions and performing and whatever. Mm-hmm. If we're not actually doing it, but we're talking about it, mm-hmm. I mean there's there's words for that. And and yeah. so like 
and and some of them aren't very nice. And, and, <laughs> and so that's, I think, my thing that like we're teachers and we're all called to this. Yeah. And for, for different reasons. And I, I, I'm, I'm totally with you because I have talked to a number of colleagues. It's it's the emotional piece of like it is. My, com- my community needs this. Well, and, that's part of why we become I, I teachers, just, a lot of us, I think. And so it's hard like, not to lean into that emotion when something I, happens. I get like that a hundred, right. Mm-hmm. And I get that a million percent totally. because I think we all want to do what's, we all want to do what's, what's going to make the kids mm-hmm. feel a sense of, mm-hmm. of belonging, ownership, yeah. success, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Like, but at what expense and we're yeah. the, we're the adults and I have, and I've gotten, I've gotten better at this. And I went, God, when I started teaching, I was, I, I am like the worst example of like letting kids fail to learn. Um, <laughs> I am so you know, that like, also. <laughs> like I yep. am hand, I'm hand holder guy. Like, oh, you can't do this. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come yeah. here. I can get you across the line. Just, just like, I am that guy through and through. Yep. I, when I, when I graduate, you know, when I graduated college, I was the guy like, I'm more afraid of failure than I am of death and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And like, you know, and it's just so like, and I, I've grown up in that regard yeah. and, and, and embraced more growth mindset in the way that I can. And, and that, that you're giving like, that to your kids. What are we in this year? What are we doing if we're not also teaching these kids about like, all right, welcome to real life adversity, yeah. like straight up, not getting fourth at a show car competition, like real actual <laughs> real problems. <laughs> Real adversity, which yes. is like your whole plan for whatever this senior year for you is going to be, mm-hmm. isn't going to be that. So what, what do, do, do we do? Yes. And now let's answer, let's answer the question in the most productive and healthy and positive way that we can. And I feel like it's our job as adults to set that example for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've, I've heard from some parents who've said like, I think this is going to have really negative ramifications on these kids for years to come. And and you know what? That that may very well be. I take the opposite view, which yeah. is I think these kids are going to be forged in the fire. Uh, yeah. And mm-hmm. I think what that makes them for us. I mean, God, can you think of these kids as leaders? Yes, I was in, just going to say like 10, 15 years, like. 10, 15, 20 years as like titans of of just having to work through it. And like how much did they have to do together? How mm-hmm. much did they have to like, did they have to fight through it? And, and it's not a war. It's not. It, but No, but, but how much did they have to learn to accept change? I think that's a yeah. big part of what people are afraid of often is is just change in general, right? Um, oh, the Midwest especially, and I say that as someone who's born <laughs> and raised there, as a Midwestern person myself, um, we really like the homestead. We really like things to be the same as they were. We really like our team from our childhood. We really like the whatever. And we're showing these kids what it's like to not just change, like do a 180. And we're showing these kids how to do it with like strong leadership and class. And everybody is doing that, whether they're hosting and competing or not. I'm not saying that the schools that have chosen to go and compete are not doing that. Everyone's having to turn everything on their head. I get that. But I I think we shouldn't downplay the lessons, as you're saying, that can be learned from the not trying to make it happen. It's okay to try to not make it happen and to pivot and to go another direction. Or um, to make it different, right? I mean, yeah. that's you know, like I'm I'm so proud of some of some of the things I'm hearing. Well, you from, brought up from Trent, Trent, and and Nolan's way. thing that they're doing. Right. 
they are basically going to be like Martin Scorsese and (laughs) Spielberg. I mean, it's like, it's, it's what a genius way for them who are buddies and who are friends who, you know, went to school together and like for them to like bring two communities together Mm -hmm. and create something different and to be honest about it. And I think Jen, for me, my very biggest goal of this whole year, and I've told everybody this, mm-hmm. these kids starting last March, I remember vividly yeah. when, when the whole thing happened. It was right before our spring break. Mm-hmm. And I remember I ran into a mom of, at school of, um, of, of our, one of our kids, our drummer, yeah. who's going to be a senior. And she said, we were talking about it. She's like, you know, I feel really bad for these seniors because I feel like I said, I feel really bad for these seniors because I, I think, I think they're going to miss out on the rest of the spring yeah. here. And she said to me, I do too, Luke, but I'm a lot more afraid for what next year's seniors are going to have to experience because I'm pretty sure they're not going to get to do any of this. Yeah. And I, I remember, I looked at her and I was like, like she was nuts. <laughs> no, no way. That's it'll be fine. We'll be and back in person by Easter. Remember that? Remember that conversation back by Easter. And, and, uh, you know, and here we are. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and because of that, like, thing, I, I just feel like, particularly these seniors, because, again, that's my, my group is mm-hmm. a lot of seniors, is I didn't – they've had the rug pulled out from them, yeah. like, under them. Yeah. Basically, every step they're taking yes. since March. Mm-hmm. And what I told them, what I told my – the parents – what I told my administrators was I am not going to be one of the rug pullers. Yeah. I'm going to be upfront. Yes. I'm let gonna, them know what gonna, to expect. Yes. I am going to create reasonable and what I believe to be attainable expectations. Mm-hmm. And if we get to go above and beyond because we can, because it allows, we will do it because we can. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to be the one. I didn't want to be the one perpetually saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to, Oh, oh not just I'm kidding. telling you, Jen. I mean, yes. Hindsight, being being twenty twenty, of course, that's not a pun. I'm, <laughs> no, but but that too. <laughs> like, like if we at the beginning of the year had said, you know what, we're going to try to do, we're going to try to make some sort of competition thing work, and that would be assuming that we got clearance Approval to do it, so on that, and so yeah. forth. We're whatever. But if we'd have done that, I mean, we got turned on to distance learning the second week in November, mm-hmm. and I had my first in person rehearsal with with my show choir again yesterday. So like, had we set that expectation, mm-hmm. even if we said, all right, we're going to, we're going to try to compete somewhere or do something virtually mm-hmm. the first week of February, yeah. the amount of stress I would be feeling, oh, the kids would be feeling yeah. trying to meet what is an unreasonable for us. An unmeetable expectation. expectation. Yeah. Would have been again, another, another rug pulled out from underneath these kids mm-hmm. and that was that was one of my main goals that I just didn't want to be the one responsible for that mm-hmm. um, because again it's the balance between hope and 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 expect and, and reality and reality right? and, yeah and, yeah and and again I I mean I don't know some of my friends and and people who know me might say I'm a little more of a cynical Sally sometimes I'm really not no. um, I sometimes I sometimes present that but I really am not cynical <laughs> no but I don't think you are I, I definitely I definitely am am a realist a realist yes. and I think mm-hmm. I think that if we're in this case if we're not being real with them mm-hmm. um, 
I just think we're do- I think we're doing a disservice to them. Mm-hmm. And I and I also think you know you, you mentioned like 30 minutes ago um, about you know asking did I get parent pressure? Um, I love my parents and family members that, yeah. that take care of these kids. Yeah. Um, they are not in charge of my program. Yeah. I and I love them and I I will do I will. I will jump in front of a bus for their children Mm -hmm. if I have to. Mm -hmm. Um, But they will not make decisions for our program um, in in a way that feels like inappropriate to me. I, 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 and again, I don't say that if there are parents listening, like I, I don't, I don't say that as a, as a point of it's disrespect. It's not a punitive thing. The um, we'll stop with you no matter what, because you are my, the head person of that. So you need to be the person so, in charge of it. Yeah. And he's so fun. I love my principal. He's, he's got a, he's such a supportive guy. Mm-hmm. And um, you might've met him. I did. I was going to say, were, I think I met him. Yeah. He's, he's really fond of saying like parents, parent, students, student, teachers, teach, administrators, administrate, cooks, cook. Like, I like that. And I love that because I also think for parents, I don't want them to have to worry. Like, you know, I I love, I listen, I love a parent who comes up and says like, Hey, you got to do, you got to do a rush tune. You got to do a Van Halen tune. (laughs) You got it. Like, I love that. And I love that kind of input, but those parents and I also know that like, they're, they're just, they love it. They're providing that, but that comes from a different place. what I say to parents is like, I want you to support your kid. I want you to love your kid. Yeah. I want you to watch your kid and just be a parent. I don't want you to have to worry yeah. about what they're going to wear, what they're going to sing, where they're going to go. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. let me do that. And you be a parent. And you, when the moment of truth happens, I want you to sit in the audience and marvel at your children yes. and what they can accomplish with nothing else. Yeah. Just, just, uh, just be just be enamored yeah, and, and love it. And that's how you as a parent can contribute, I think. Um, and there are certainly, there are parents who, who don't necessarily just agree with that, but <laughs> yeah. I, but I think it's such a healthy approach for a program. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, cause if you have too many cooks in the kitchen, if you have too many people making decisions oh, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and it's not that I don't listen to feedback, it's not that I, I, I want to hear feedback. I tell parents, like, someone has to be driving. To <laughs> Let's go. Someone right. has to be driving. Like, like, <laughs> like, let's do an experiment. Yeah. Let's all get on the bus mm-hmm. and everybody put one hand on the steering wheel <laughs> oh, and let's see how this goes. No. Like, I, I would hate to be a passenger on that bus. Right. I'll tell you that much. And there so, are groups like that certainly around the country. And when I have a director who will ask me, like, you know, I'm really struggling with, you know, boosters and this and da, 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 da. my first question is always well like what are the expectations you set up with them what what is their yeah. understanding of you as a leader and the answer is always just blank or silence and i'm like okay well let's right. start there i mean like they have to know where the boundaries are they have to know what the expectations are um because that just makes a a working relationship for everybody it's not about being in control it's about again one person driving the bus you don't need 50 hands right. driving the bus well and then also Again, I also think, again, we're teachers, right? Mm-hmm. So everything we do, everything we do, right and wrong, is modeling something to yeah. our students. Mm-hmm. And so, again, in the, in the spirit of like modeling leadership and mm-hmm. modeling healthy, healthy ability to take feedback, modeling mm-hmm. whatever it is, I mean, even just existing, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're, you know, I, God, I'm, I'm consistently horrified. I think every choir director's had this, right? You, 
you stand in front of your kids and, and the, the most horrifying moment is realizing that they are your mirror. Yes. And, and you know, you, you look up into the choir and you're like, Oh God, they're doing all I the done? things that I, they're doing all the things I do bad. Oh no. Like, how did I, how did I let this happen? I always mean, a reflection of the director. Always. Right? And so ultimately if we're always modeling those things, mm-hmm. I think it's important to model leadership. I think it's important to model relationships and yeah. and healthy discussion and dialogue and mm-hmm. and again they, they glean something from all of it and and anybody who doesn't think that is is not giving themselves enough credit no cause... kidding the i think i think just to summarize the covid conversation real quickly i just want to be clear safety comes first and i think that's kind of the summary of you know what you and i were talking yeah. about is just that was that's where you yeah that's where you were coming from in your choices Listen, I, how about this? I'm 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 be real. I'm be real vulnerable and like, like at that. the beginning of this process, I absolutely was being Judgy McJudgerson yeah. uh, about about things I was seeing. I was too. Not very early on. Not yeah. public. Not not publicly. Just just privately, and mm-hmm. I I was very frustrated by it. Same. And I think if for no other reason, there's probably a part of me that felt like, have I have I made the wrong decision? Like, sure. Am I? have I goofed this up? Have, mm-hmm. am, am I the one that's, that's being silly about this? And, yeah. and, and there, you know, that insecurity of course is mm-hmm. a part of it. And I, I shared that with the kids. I said, you guys, like there's days I'm, yeah. I second guess myself mm-hmm. because I wonder like, maybe, maybe there was a way, maybe there was a different way and, 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 and so on and so forth. So but listen, I, mean, I don't I, think you'd be doing your job if you weren't second guessing yourself at this point. Everyone right. needs to be second guessing most of the time, just to check, do a right. gut check. And all that being said, I think, you know, I think ultimately I've, I've tried to eliminate a lot of that and mm-hmm. realize and understand, you know, everybody's in a different, everybody's in a different spot. Mm-hmm. And, and you, and again, everybody has a different value system mm-hmm. too, in terms of like where they're going to prioritize things. And even the families they're teaching and, and communities they're in, um, even the curricular, extracurricular structure that even plays a part sure. in it. And, and so but Again, if you're someone who's I, on the fence, there was some emboldened speech for you. If you would like a little bit of, if you're leaning towards the, I don't know that we should be doing this. There you go. There's some reasons you could lean on if you, if you felt like 100%. you wanted to lean that way. There you go. Um, well, let's be done talking about COVID for a little bit because I'd love to talk about like, literally anything else ever again at this yep. point. But I would love that. Um, so tell us, and we always you know ask this question because I think it's just fascinating, especially for all the you know incoming teachers and student teacher types that listen to this, um, because I think it's important for them to see the different paths that people take to get here. But I think out of all of my friends, you have one of the most traditional choral paths, I feel like, that got you to here. You're <laughs> kind of a traditional choral human. So we'll talk about why. But I love that about you. And I just I think that's an important discussion for people to hear. So tell us your path to choir and show choir professional. How did you get here? Yeah, well. Um... <laughs> did you know anyone that has done this before? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean. Uh, little nepotism, just uh, little. Um, yeah, both my parents are music educators. My uh, my mom, my mom was the band director at Hastings Middle School for mm-hmm. thirty six years, oh um, and my dad was the the choir director at Hastings High School for thirty four years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I grew up in Hastings, um, and grew up in Hastings. I think. I went through a phase of like, I wanted to be a lawyer for like in fourth grade. I can um, see that about a, you, honestly. 
I, uh, I mean uh, that as a compliment. Yes. Um, I wanted to be a weatherman when mm. I was in seventh grade. I don't know where that came from. I'm obsessed with weather, but neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> but once my brain began to settle into like a actual future, um, yeah. I yeah, I just I've I've admired my parents since I can yeah. remember, um, and They're I, cool I you know I grew up. I grew up around music education when I was a little kid. Um, you know, my parents, my dad especially, would bring me to musical rehearsals when yep. I was five, six years old. And um, I remember very vividly, I used to sit underneath, I used to sit underneath the piano, the grand piano, because, you know, the, the, yes. in, the, in the choir room at the, at the old high school. And, um, and I would pretend that I was conducting. I would pretend <laughs> that I was like running rehearsal. And... Um, and and so I, I was around it all. I mean, I was just around it all the time. I, yeah. I feel like I, I grew up in the Hastings High School Choir Department yeah. um, for all intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I decided pretty early on, like maybe ninth or 10th grade, maybe 10th grade. Yeah, like, that's pretty early. I kind of went, I kind of went to my dad and said, you know, I, I think I really want to do this. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I would really like to be a high school choir director. And I, I sort of remember we, we had a lot of sort of candid and funny conversations. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he would tell you he did everything he could to convince me not to do it. I have had that conversation um, with him. He's told me that. <laughs> yes. Like, don't, don't do, do it. this. <laughs> he really wanted me to be a pilot. I have really good vision. It's like one of the few things I do real well is I can see really well. I have oh. 2015 vision and he has really bad vision and he always wanted to be a pilot. Um, so I think he like. You could live his dream for of, him. I don't like. I think he wanted me to be a pilot so he could like travel around for free and whatever. He's I not think stupid, that's really that man. That's a good point. <laughs> no, he's he's not. Um, he is industrious. So. Yes. Um, but yeah, he and and by my junior year, I mean we were having pretty com- you know, uh, pretty, you know, intense conversations about yeah. like if you're gonna do this, like here's the things you need to know. Like yeah. I, and he he did such a good job of really setting me up to to know all the other things. I think that so many people graduate college and yes. then they get their first job and they're like, Oh wait, mm-hmm. I have to do what? You were actually you know, prepared. I don't just, I don't just get to teach singing. And I'm so fortunate that, yeah. that I had that. And I mean, to the point that my dad, there was times in re- like rehearsals, he, he would be like, all right, like we have a concert tomorrow. You got to go set up the risers in the morning. And, and there were, there were things where he would give me tasks or I did a lot of sectionals. I did, I was basically like, if he had to be gone, I basically would run rehearsal. Um, A lot of that kind of prep work. Um, And then I went to St. Olaf for my, for my undergrad. Casual Um, choir experience. (laughs) Got got to sing with, got to sing with the St. Olaf choir for three years. Um, Had that like mountaintop experience. Yep. That's Um, a good way to describe it. Yeah. um, I mean, Dr. Armstrong is a family friend. Um, We've, we've known him for a long time. He, he is, in a lot yes, of we're ways, talking about Anton father. Armstrong. If you do not know, yes, who we're Anton talking Armstrong. About, if you don't, yes. Um, and and Anton, uh, I met Anton when I was six. Um, mm-hmm. And he's he and my dad are real good friends. And yeah. Um, and so it was, it was a pretty natural place for me to be in terms yeah. of like relationships and also just the the culture of of Saint Olaf and yeah. what it was gonna what it was gonna do for me and um, and obviously singing Saint Olaf choir like I, I mean my goodness gracious like uh, it, yeah I. As you said, you know, mountaintop it's, it's experience. Those, well, seriously, I mean, it's it's weird to peak when you're 21. Like, <laughs> I will never, I will never sing in a better choir yeah. than that. Oh, I, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, and and I had, I think the thing that I I often share with my students and and you know the, the some of the formative things that really is just the the performing and traveling opportunities yes. that I got with. I mean, I've I've had the opportunity to sing in 
darn near every great concert hall in America. Yeah. Um, we sang at the White House. We sang for, for George W. Bush when I, my sophomore year. We were we sang in the East Room. So cool. Um, we've sung for multiple heads of state. We, yeah. we did a private audience with the King and Queen of Norway. Like Sure, casual. Just, I mean, just stuff yeah. that is like... It's stuff like, everyone I mean, does. That was, my, that was my sophomore <laughs> oh year my of, of, you know, of, of college. I, I mean, it's just... Yeah, okay. It's bonkers, but... Man, the things you learn and, and and the opportunities to just to just travel and meet yes. people and 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 see it all these beautiful. Yep. Oh, I mean, what a what a incredible thing. So, um, yeah. And then when I graduated, um, man, I bounced around for a while. I um, I was really intent that I was going to have a high school job when I graduated. Um, oh, that's I cute. Would be, <laughs> and I don't, isn't it? Like, right? Adorable. And listen, I, my. My dad is speaking of being a realist. Like my dad was like, okay, whatever. Like, yeah. Okay. If you think you're going to get a high school job, good luck. (laughs) I wish you all the luck. Yes. Okay. You know, and he was still teaching at that point and he was, he was still teaching at Hastings. And, um, I, so I think I always knew that that was going to be a struggle, but I, I, the reason was because if I had to teach elementary school music, I would get fired Yeah, because I'm, I would be real bad at it. I just don't, I just don't We're the know how to, same like that. <laughs> I don't know how to relate to like a classroom of third graders no. in any way. Like I Mm-mm. can't, and maybe I'll get better with that now that I'm a, a, a new dad, but I, um, I don't know that. Having your own third grader is different than liking other third graders. I can tell and you that. that sure. And that's exactly yeah. right. It's other people's little kids. Yes. And so like, I mean, I just like my little practicum of elementary ed that I did. Oh mm-hmm. God. I mean, like, get me out of there. I, you're either like, you know, great at it or you're not. There's not a lot of in between with elementary and, music. And I have, I have so much admiration exactly. for people who teach Same. elementary. I, I could never do it. Not in a million yep, years. Tons of respect. It, Cause you know, a kid comes up to you and they're like, I'm teaching you quarter notes. And you're like, my name, my cat's name is Larry. I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know how to help you, man. Like, can you sit down and clap a quarter note? I, 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 like, I, like, yeah, I just don't, I don't know how to de-escalate those situations. And so I watch some of my friends who are elementary music teachers and I'm just, I'm like enamored. Like, you're like a wizard. How do you, like, how did that kid come up and like interrupt things? And, and you still kept like going. Playing the xylophone. Like, you will get happened. better at that now that you're a parent. You are correct. Like, you will get better at that. But it doesn't mean that you'll enjoy it enough that you would want to do it for That's your life. Like, I know. Yeah. I totally get that. And middle school, you couldn't pay me no. enough money. Those are the people and, and, I feel like have the highest respect for me. Oh, well, listen. And my mom, was, my mom was a middle school band director for 36 yeah, years. that's so. incredible to me. And Having she, a middle school band student in my home, I can say that that is an incredible feat. <laughs> And she's, I mean, God, she's one of the best teachers I've ever seen. And yeah. that's not even like, that's not even personal bias. She's yeah. just, she's remarkable. Yeah. And I, but, and at the same time, I'm just like, I don't know how you do that Yeah. because I, so I, that was part of it. I just, I was like, I, I, I think if I'm going to do this, I can only do this one little thing. Yeah. And so Tiny I'm going to throw my, I'm going to throw my full weight at it. So I was really fortunate. I, I had to, I had to search um but i i ended up getting a high school job at sioux city north high school um taught there for for a year yeah i taught there for a year Um, and i got to got to live in sioux city with Mm -hmm. a a couple fun fun peeps i was gonna say there's some Um, cool humans there yeah and then um i was still dating i I was dating my no my my wife now but uh, Mm -hmm. 
Sarah, my girlfriend at the time. And mm-hmm. I just didn't, we were, she was, she was at St. Olaf and it was just too far. Yeah. And I, so, um, so I started right away. I started applying for jobs in Minnesota. I actually got a job at Champlain Park High School, okay. um, which is like the third biggest high school in the state. Oh, There's wow. like 3,800 kids. Jeez. Um, it was awesome. It was, it was incredible. I was, I, when I, I got that job at 24 and I'm yep. thinking like, I am way out of my league. I don't know how I'm here. I don't deserve this for, I mean, but I'm going to take advantage. Yup. You're like, but I'm going to do it. It was so much fun. I loved it. I had a a really fun colleague. It it was, it was great. Um, And then that, that school is in a, is in the largest school district in the state, which is the Anoka Hennepin school district. There are five high schools, 13 some odd middle schools and 70 gazillion elementary schools. Um, so I was low man on, um, on the seniority list. So ah. when at the end of that year, there was a bunch of budget stuff. Yeah. And so it just, it's the carousel game and I got bumped yep. out by another yep. move and so on and so forth. So then I had to find a new job. So I was like two for two in two years, which that I've started to worry about that. Quite oh a bit. yeah. Yeah. I get that. Um, doesn't look awesome yeah. on a resume. Um, and then then I got a job at St. Francis High School, which is a, a little, a little-ish town, uh, maybe 45 minutes north of Minneapolis, okay. 40 minutes north of Minneapolis. Um, you know, about a, about 14, 1500, uh, student school, 912. Well, that's a decent sized school. Um, I didn't realize it was that big. Okay. Yeah. And it serves, I mean, it serves a community of about 20,000 plus okay. in terms of like, uh, within like about a 30 minute circle or whatever, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah. And so I worked there. I was, I was there for seven years. Yeah. Um, we, it was a, um, I, you know, I took over, there was a hundred and, I don't know, 120 some odd kids in the program, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe a little more than that. Um, and you know, one of the things I said in my interview, I just like, I'll, like, I'll build it. I, yeah. like, I'll get kids. Yeah. I, 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 that's gonna, I'm, you know, I think the question I got in my interview is like, what's year five of this program going to look like? Um, good question. Good and I, <laughs> and I said, uh, you know, in my like overconfident, here's an interview, let's just, yeah. I'm like, there's going to be, there's going to be 350 kids. We're going to have a bunch of show choirs, Shoot we're going to, whatever. Yep. Um, and it all came true. Yeah. I was going to um, say, I think you did all of that. <laughs> no kidding. I, I, and I, I don't say that as a, as a point to be braggadocious. I was so proud of what yeah, we. Yeah. You should be proud of that. What we accomplished together. And, and um, so, yeah, I was there for seven years, started a show choir um, program there, uh, which was one of the coolest things I've, I, I think Isn't I'll ever it? do in my, to like start it from it's like, like my favorite thing the scratch, yep. like. We got nothing, and we're gonna make something. Do and, it, yes. Um, Look, there was a. And it's, wait, what's that line from Sondheim? There was a something where there never was a something. There was a hat where there never was a hat from uh, Sunday in the Park with Joy. I mean, that's the yes, feeling. Absolutely, literally creating absolutely. it from scratch. I highly recommend if you've never done it, guys. <laughs> yep, and me and 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 my friend Anna Anna Kramer, she um, she was we'd worked together. At, oh, I, I didn't. She's if she listened to this, she's gonna be just pissed that I didn't mention this. Okay, tell us I then. Actually I do not want teaching. Anna to be mad at you or I, for the no, record. No, no. <laughs> I, when I started teaching, I actually started doing some, like, show choir work. Right. Um, and directing a show choir at Totino Grace. I, I directed their um, their prep group. I was going to say, um, I felt like that was in your story somewhere, and you didn't bring it up, and I was like, was. well, maybe I made I that forgot, up. I forgot it, and now she's mad at me. <laughs> um, I, but... 
that's where I met Anna. Yeah. Um, really, really, truly. And, and we worked together for a couple of years. We, we co-directed Encore Singers. Um, and we had the crew, for those of you who know, who know your show choir history, uh, many of you will remember the, the Company of Singers show from, I think it was 2010. It was the, when they did the Les Mis stuff yep, yes. in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, we had that crew in their ninth and 10th grade year. Oh, fun. Um, and so it, I mean, it was a blast. Those are amazing we, performers. Mm-hmm. Those kids were so good. Yes. I mean, we, like, we, we made finals as a prep group, like, multiple times <laughs> with those kids and like i was 19 and i'm like i don't, I don't know, know. <laughs> Anna's like do this and do that and tell me and i'm just like okay i don't i don't know how to keep singing or anything but you kids are really good sure. so this is awesome. i mean god it was a blast so i worked at totino and I, so i i did show choir so we worked together there and then um she she and i uh, i i remember calling her and saying like yeah. do you want to do this like can we can we give this a shot and yeah um so we 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 started it and uh, we're trying to find something in our program that, that i thought the community really needed yeah. a, a fortifying like element that was new and and whatever and and it really it took off probably more than i thought it was going right. to um mm-hmm. as these things often oh uh, yes mm-hmm. um and yeah, and, it, and the program just kept growing. I think it was our fourth or fifth year show choir. We were able to start a, a women's group, mm-hmm. um, you know, have at least one prep group. And, um, and that's really great. It was, it was awesome. Um, and I, I really loved my time there. It was, it was exhausting and rewarding. Yeah, and, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. But so it was awesome. And we were, by the end of it, we were doing exactly what we should have been doing. Those kids were singing their faces off and um, it was oh, it's just awesome. Um and then my dad announced that he was going to retire um, towards the beginning of my, that my, well, what was my last year? And listen, training. no um, one knew what was going to happen. We were all really just nobody knew. floored that you ended up listen, with that. <laughs> I, yeah. Okay. And I don't mean that um, in, a, in a nepotism way, like you said, but it just made sense from the outside looking I in. Know. Even we were all like, well, that just makes sense. He should go take listen, that job, you know? It was one of those things. My dad and I, uh, th- this is funny. I think I feel comfortable sharing this in, in the public, in the public square, but okay. you know, for, for years and years, like my dad and I would, oh, we would have these like mini conversations yeah. about me potentially taking over for right. him when he retired. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, there were never actual words exchanged. It was just like, so when I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, are you thinking like, I don't so, know. You know. <laughs> I mean, literally, like he wouldn't even say the words. I mean, we w- literally we were we would have whole conversations where, if you were just listening from the outside, you I, you like, would have no what idea. Are what are these two talking idiots about. talking about? <laughs> um, and to be honest with you, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't really want to do initially. Yeah. I didn't really want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think I really wanted to sort of forge my own path. Yeah. Um, first. And I, I felt like I was kind of able to do that at St. Francis. And, I was going to say, you I mean, definitely we, did. You definitely Whether did. it was like, call, you know, proving myself or whatever, just that I could, that I could do it without, without my dad. Yeah. I, I, and, and, and I say that with all the respect in the world. I mean, he is one of the best educators. He's mm-hmm. one of the kindest people mm-hmm. that, that I think, and anyone who knows him in, in show choir land, in choir mm-hmm. land, like the dude, I mean, he's, he's just a top notch guy. But he does and, cast and a long shadow. And so that is absolutely. a thought, you know? 
and and the the legacy of who he is yeah. and 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 the pressure of what that would mean and moving back to my hometown and mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of stuff with there that is. and so i think uh, initially early on i was really really hesitant to even consider it yeah. more like you know what i'm not i i'm not in, and i think i told people that or you know maybe 5 years before like nope i'm not for i'm me. not doing that and yeah. um and my tune changed yeah. as we got closer and and for a lot of reasons i think partly what that program stands for and what it means it's it's something a lot more than music it's something a lot more than than choral music show choir whatever it's 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 a it's a it's woven into the fabric of the community in in such a such a unique way Mm -hmm. and 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 what it means to so many people and their families and so many families who move back to Hastings so their kids can be a part of it um and and it, it just it represents kindness it represents so many so many of these just like extrinsic and intrinsic values yeah. of, of just people in life. And I, I, I just wanted that to continue. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I say that, and if, if I was listening to me say that, so it's like, Oh, Luke, so you think you're the guy to do it. And I mean, I, I, I guess, yes. Like, let me I, say, I was going to say, I let me it. say for you, you're the guy to do it. And the, the unique understanding you have, because you not only watched your dad teach there, but you also went through the program. You also lived there your entire life. There's a, yes, right. there just is. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's, I don't know. And, and again, the, the whole legacy bits and taking over for my dad. And it's, I mean, it, it, it's a it's, cute story it's, for all a, of us. <laughs> it's a Disney movie. It it's is. Like the beginning <laughs> of a Disney movie in some like weird way. And um, so long story short, I, I decided to apply for that job. I, mm-hmm. I, I got offered the job and mm-hmm. uh, took over in 2017. And so I've, this is my fourth year. Um, and now Liv will get year. to be in your show choir in 14 years. Oh, I was thinking maybe like once she can walk. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, put her uh, in Riverside <laughs> when she can, you know, move her legs. Yeah, all, as all as all the kids when 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 we announced and Sarah and I announced yeah. that she was pregnant, and I mean, literally, like like the third question was like, "Is she going to be in Riverside as a ninth grader? Are you going to put her in like? Are you going to put her in show choir before anyone else can be in show choir? Like you're like." Well, you Stop. won't be here by then, so I don't know why that no, matters to you. I don't but understand why sure. you're asking me that, but it's it's super funny. But yeah, Liv will, Liv will get to be in my show choir someday. You have you know. lived through it yourself, so you know. Like I'm telling you, she yeah. <laughs> um, she's already so, going to be the cutest little front row with the. I mean, the pigtails right now at this age. Every time there's a photo, and it's like this little tiniest amount of hair ever. I'm just dying because I don't have girls. So like, I'm sad that that's like the one thing I've missed out on as a parent is not getting to do like the pigtails. It's too much. Oh, uh, and she's. I mean, God, she's she's not even six months old yet. I know. She came out like full head, full head of hair, and they she had lost it. Full head of blonde hair, just. Whatever. And for the first like three months, her hair was like spiky. Yes. And it wouldn't sit down. She just had a mohawk. And then, um, and now it's starting to sit down a little bit. And then, and then Sarah, my wife, put her in. That would be problematic <laughs> for show purposes. We're going to need her hair to in like pigtails. be tame. Oh, no. We'll do like a. We'll do like a Cindy Lou Who show or something. We'll, <laughs> we'll tailor, we'll tailor whatever. We'll just write show shows around her. It's done. totally fine. Because oh, yeah, oh that's totally fine. That's <laughs> a thing people should do, 100%. Um, <laughs> I am enjoying talking to Dad Luke because I, you and I haven't hung out and chatted since you became a dad. So, because yeah, like, it really I is, did. it I is a change a in your life. It's a pretty big, pretty big oh, life changing yeah. event. 
it's a it's a real it's a it's a deal and i, I listen we're so happy and, yeah. and she's she's just been i mean she just owns me i oh, i can't yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> i mean forget it. I, it I mean i think about all these like oh god some of these parents got to draw a hard line in the sand you got to start like Nope, nope. And then you realized how that happens because, as you said, she owns right. you. <laughs> I have a six-month-old. If she was like, I need you to give me $1,000 right now, I'd be like, I, I'll find an ATM. Go to the bank, sweetie. <laughs> like, let's figure it out. I, I mean, and I, it's the dads <laughs> and daughters thing. I mean, like, that's a thing for sure. Um, oh. You know, and, and mothers oh. and sons, that's a thing for sure. There's a reason those are tropes. I mean, that's a, like, my youngest is Absolutely. such a mama's boy. And, like... I just, it is, it just is. That's who he is. Again, he owns me. They both do, but like really my youngest, yeah. like yeah. he owns me. It's... Also, everybody calls him kind of tiny Jen Randall. So I don't know if it's maybe we're just more similar. Than my others. Well, I, I, it's come as a galloping surprise to me. I, I, everybody, I mean, everybody's like, Hey Luke, uh, your daughter looks, um, I wasn't going to bring it up, but I mean, like you, like a lot like you. like you. And I'm just like, I mean, my first thought is like, no, this poor girl, I can't. <laughs> no, it's Don't. cute. I hope, she gr- I hope she grows out of it. Like, that would really be good for her. But if she has to bear the burden of having my face, I just hope it, like, works out in a I different way. I mean, there are way. <laughs> so many moments when you post a picture and I'm like, well, there's tiny Luke with pigtails. <laughs> Well, listen, that's a whole nother like experiment, right? But that's, I mean, that's part of the fun. That's honestly part of the fun of parenting is all of that stuff too. It's just, and you go on for years going, who are they more like? And who do they look more like? And whose personality trait do they get? And da, 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 you know, it's a a whole part of the fun that now you get to experience. Listen, we just, everybody who knows Sarah and I, I mean, I think every, there's like probably this like collective hope, like, all right, she kind of looks like Luke. (laughs) Let's just hope to God she's like Sarah. <laughs> otherwise, I would otherwise, hope that not because I think that you would not be a great person for her to be like, but because your wife is one of my top 10 favorite humans on the planet. Like she and I have oh met God, one time in person, but like yeah. on the internet, like I'm just like, I only yeah, want to hear what a, Sarah has to say today. <laughs> she is. Yeah. I, I mean, good it, job. It, y'all. Good job. No, if you, if you guys mean, don't know Sarah, you're missing out. <laughs> I lucked out. Yeah, you should just hit her up on Instagram. Hit, hit her up on, on Facebook. I'll She's be honest. When I'm doing a, for next season, I'm plotting some different things and different people I want to interview. I'm like, how can I figure out a reason that I need to interview Sarah? Like, I can't figure it out yet. I will figure it out because, like, everybody needs to have a yeah, conversation with Sarah. I don't know. She's a warrior. She's she's an advocate for everybody who needs advocating for. That and, would be a good um, way to explain that. Like, I just wanted to have her come on and we'll just talk about advocating for people. Like, she is. Yeah, and she's she's fearless. And she's incredible she's, at that. And she's so God, she's so articulate. She just like it. Yes. It's and she and she's measured and she's and she says the right thing when the right thing needs to be said. I think that I, I that's don't... maybe the part that strikes me the most usually is that I feel like she's always saying the right thing. And I'm sure she doesn't necessarily feel that way, but every time I see her say something, I'm like, well, that was every exactly time. the right thing to say. Like she is nailing it. Yeah. Well, and it's cause she's so thoughtful. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I just work. I just, <laughs> okay. blah, I just blah. shoot from the hip. And <laughs> I host podcasts you know, where we do things like this. So I'm, obviously I'm, I'm not that walking. person. That's right. So then I'm walking everything back. Yeah, Sarah and I, Sarah and I joked about like if if we had a podcast, it would be like her every like 15 minutes. But it would be very entertaining. I would really love to listen to. We're gonna sum up what Luke just said in six words and make it much better. (laughs) 
it's kind of like would be quiet yeah exactly just... we could just have the ending portion where sarah recaps for like three minutes what you said for yes, 45 and again she's got good training with that at yes this point. <laughs> well um, let's talk a little bit about minnesota as a whole um as yeah. you were saying kind of earlier you know you guys have to drive a little bit before you really have a place to to compete there um, locally, and certainly Texas is like that, so I, I can I can feel your pain on that one. Um, but tell us a little bit, not just about show choir, but like, what's it like chorally in in Minnesota to teach? You know, do you feel like it's a really um, it's a big deal? Like choral music is a really a big focus in in your state and that kind of stuff. Your professional organizations. So tell us a little bit about choir directing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, Minnesota has recently, I, I think it was a self-proclaimed nickname but like we have we have nicknamed ourselves the the land of 10,000 choirs i, I mean <laughs> i would truly, get that, yeah. <laughs> truly I, I mean in terms of you talk about like the richness of choral music and it's like and it's place oh, in yes. in a community in a state in a i was gonna I say mean, it's like an entire style honestly it, it is it truly is mm-hmm. and i think minnesota is for, and it's weird. I, I, you know, I was listening to, to your your interview with Ted a little bit, mm-hmm. and he was talking about Iowa. Yeah. I mean, when you're in it and you've grown up in it, you don't know what it's it that. seems kind of weird that. Yeah. You know, I remember when I even when I when I got into St. Old Choir and we would tour, I, there was always a part of me that was like, "How? What? I mean, what's the big deal? Yeah. Like, doesn't yeah. everybody just doesn't everybody just everybody sing like does this? this? I, I doesn't everybody just love choral music? Doesn't doesn't everybody? I, like no friends they don't i mean truly i mean <laughs> everybody like this this i i feel so fortunate to work in a state like this where uh i mean choral music is a part of everybody's lives yeah. it just is mm-hmm. and 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 um and because of that there is a great deal of of support i think for it um in in the schools and that certainly isn't necessarily true everywhere but i mean we have uh, even that Norwegian adult, choral tradition really hardcore in that pocket as well. Oh, really hardcore. Standpoint. I mean, it is it is the cradle of like the Luther. I mafia. mean, because Luther I mean, isn't there. Luther's in Iowa, but like St. Olaf right, but, is there. Uh, I mean, and what else is there? Um, right. Is well, Concordia if, there? Concordia's tech, yes, is in Moorhead. Okay. I mean, it's five hours. Of, but yes, I mean, if you, I mean, if you're talking about just like the history of mm-hmm. choral music in the United States, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and if, if you were to contribute a, a great deal of early, at least collegiate choral singing yes. to, to F. Malius, I mean, yes. I mean, F. Malius Chris Johnson was, I mean, founded the St. Old Choir, right. founded the Augsburg Choir, founded the Gustavus Choir. Found, I mean, I was thinking like, about Gustavus was the other one I was thinking about. There too, are, yeah. there are any, I mean, he, he alone was sort of largely responsible for, mm-hmm. um, you know, the sort of propagation i suppose of 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 lutheran collegiate choral singing um and 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 so it's it's super cool because i what i was gonna say is like even as an adult Mm -hmm. i mean there are a myriad of of professional choruses you can my wife has sung in three different professional choirs yeah we've got like three in in a yeah um, in a gig ensemble that that Mm -hmm. does like is a project-based kind of thing like cosperare um you know, and so like, there there just are so many opportunities, and it it just isn't out of the, it isn't out of the commonplace. I yeah. mean, people just, it's kind of part of the deal. So mm-hmm. I, I really love that about what we do in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I say all of that to say that like, show choir, mm-hmm. um, is very much a sort of like tisk tisk no no, yeah. what are you doing kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has been for a long time. I would say maybe that's changing a little bit, I but, think so too. um, 
but largely it's not. I mean, I still, still, there are 14 show choirs, 14 schools of show choir in, in the state, maybe. But let me say this. Um, like, when you think about who's in charge at Luther now, Andy Last is there. Yeah, oh, yeah. And when you think about, yep. like, Gustavus, for example, Brandon Dean, like, those are oh, yeah. two people who ran really successful show choirs at the high school level before they moved on to college. So I think getting more people in collegiate positions in your area and the northern Midwest as a whole that are more accepting of it is certainly part of the trickle down that's changing. things. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I think in Minnesota, the, some of the, the stigma of it is mm-hmm. that there's still a lot of that. Um, swing choir. Just leftover stuff from, yeah, yep. what swing choir was or is yeah. or just I think in Minnesota, because we also we you know, we also have places uh, like St. John's University yeah. um, where like the voice voice care network is founded. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, like there's this there's this sort of myth out there. I, and I guess there's a degree to which some of it isn't. A myth, Depends. Um, yeah. That that sh- that show choir uh, is is like the breeding ground for unhealthy singing and, yeah. and and is bad for yeah. you. And, and and I think because of a lot of the people, like you said, you know, Dr. Dean and, 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 and Dr. Last, like having both been very successful, mm-hmm. um, show choir directors, but also like just brilliant choral. Right. Directors. Yes. I, I didn't mean and, to pair them down to literally just that. Um, <laughs> I think it helps for them to have that background yes. to then when they're, when they're talking to their students and they're talking to other teachers, it's mm-hmm. like, but you can do it the right way. Yes. And, and there, there is a way to actually teach, teach it healthfully mm-hmm. and the added benefits of what your kids get as performers yes. is a huge, is a huge deal. And I, and I think what, you know, if you look at the collegiate choirs um, and, and the top collegiate choirs around the twin cities in, in these Lutheran mafia schools, like <laughs> I bet you. Did you say Lutheran you know, mafia? I, I, I'm even, dying. <laughs> you know, even thinking about like Warburg, Luther, yes. Gustavus, Concordia. I mean, listen, I would bet if you were to look at those top choirs at all those places the number of show choir alums oh, yeah. in those ensembles is exceedingly high. And particularly true. in Minnesota from places like Hastings, yes. uh, from Hastings, Waconia, mm-hmm. the Bloomingtons, um, Bemidji, mm-hmm. uh, Totino Grace, St. Francis. Like the, I think because of, of what those kids can bring as a secondary aspect yes. to choral music as performers and mm-hmm. people who are comfortable emoting and, and, and well-rounded displaying. vocalists. You know, I think, I, I hope things are changing a little bit. And I would mm-hmm. say at this point in Minnesota, show choir related, um, you know, I think part of it is just fear. Right. And, oh, and, and that's the case everywhere. I think. Yeah. And, and that there isn't a, there isn't a longstanding firm tradition of it in places like Indiana, mm-hmm. Illinois, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Iowa, obviously like it, it's just not woven into that as mm-hmm. much It's not, it's not, it's not baked in. So right. you have to find people who want to start it. And, mm-hmm. and so like, um, that's hard to do cause it's hard to do cause it requires funding. It requires yes. a, a lot of time. And, and, um, and so I, I think, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. It just, it just kind of is what it is. Yeah, and yeah. we have such a, we have such a rich state in terms of all the other choral music Absolutely. stuff. It's, you know, there's always going to be trade-offs in that kind of thing. I think you experience some of that in Texas. I oh, mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. I, I, I think in Minnesota, we would probably like to claim that we're like, we're the singing state. We're mm-hmm. like the singing state. And I think Texas would probably say, you're not the singing you state. You are a are. singing state is probably what we you tell you. You are a singing or the, state we, with we lots of singers. We thought you'd be the northern singing state. We'll give you that. That's fine. Right. Um, but Absolutely. what you're talking about with like 
the collegiate level and the Lutheran mafia, which is my new favorite word. I might get a tattoo that says that. <laughs> um, but like our high school, not that our colleges, our colleges are also phenomenal, but like our high school choral departments are everything you're describing about the collegiate level ones that you're discussing. So yeah, I very much yeah. know what you mean. It's just not baked into the fabric to have other styles of extracurricular singing. We really yeah. want to do, um, you know, that very specific um, either Robert Shaw or even, even some of the Norwegian stuff we were talking about, you know, with that very specific sound right. that you guys have, you know, we'll try to mimic that, which sounds very weird with the Southern accent, by the way. But um, you know, that's a, that's really our jam down here. So I, I totally get what you're saying, yeah. how it's just not baked into the fabric. But I, I, certainly our tide is turning as well. And I think that yours is you're, – you're getting more teachers who grew up with it. Um, yeah. So that actually changes things too. Well, and two, the other thing that I think is important and, and, it, and it is more relevant now mm -hmm. than it has been particularly I – mean, I mean, listen, like in Minnesota, and I, I don't know how into the weeds you want to get with this, but I, I mean obviously we're – you know, I personally, I live – uh, I live maybe 12 miles from where George Floyd was murdered this summer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think as a state, we are, we're at a point of reckoning here. Right. And, yeah. and um, the conversations that we are having in, uh, in the state, just, I, I'm just a person to person and, yeah. and the things that are in our news cycle locally, um, I think are really changing specifically things in Minnesota. I think, um, you know, Minnesota, obviously we get tagged with the Minnesota nice and, and, right. and, and, and that it's, it's a real thing. And anybody who hasn't been here, like it's real, mm -hmm. it's a, it's an absolutely real thing. And it's also a really, really toxic thing. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. because there's no discussion. We I, keep things surface to I, keep things nice. Right. And I think what we're learning, particularly in Minneapolis, St. Paul, mm -hmm. um, you know, in this, in this metro area is, is the incredible degree of, of racism that, is fomenting just the everyday lives of 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 our of people of color that live in this state and and you start thinking about about ways that you might be contributing to that and mm -hmm. you know i i mean god like choral music in minnesota the lutheran the lutheran choral tradition is is just inherently white yes yes it is and it's and it, you know i was god i was at a session um, this is sort of unrelated, but I was I was at uh, at SEA two years ago, and Erin Gwynup did a session. I don't mm -hmm. know if you're familiar with with her, and mm -hmm. um, she she works in Spokane yes. and 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 does a lot of social justice work with with her ensembles. Mm -hmm. um, and she basically, I, I mean, she gave a really really wonderful talk about like stylistic music. She was specifically talking about right. belting, but um, was just basically saying like, if you're not teaching all styles of music, like. Your, your classroom is inherently racist yeah. and your classroom is inherently not accepting. And when you tell kids that their kind of music, whatever that yes. finger quotes, their type of music isn't real, isn't legitimate, isn't whatever, you are, you are propagating racism. And, and, yes. and, and it's one of those things that and, – and, because in Minnesota we are at the epicenter. You I mean, really are, yeah, at the moment. Yeah. And and again, I don't I don't mean to be over dramatic. I mean, there was this this summer, you know, when when George Floyd was murdered and when it happened, I mean, I, I I've lived here my whole life and I've never seen what happened in Minneapolis and yeah. St. Paul happen. And 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 we don't have to get into a, a, into the weeds about about rioting and that, mm -hmm. but but to watch just what was happening and the pain and 
and the way that that people were coming out to support each other yes. and 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 I think it I hope I mean obviously I, it should have opened up people's eyes particularly in this state I mean we I, I think in Minnesota the I, I don't have the like the direct stats on me but it I mean I think the quality of life generally for the state of Minnesota I think we have like the high like first or second quality of life except if you're a person of color your quality of life is like bottom it's like bottom five in the United States. So like our equity gap and our racial disparity gap is it's always been huge. It's always been a problem, Mm -hmm. but I think now that we're, we're in the reckoning and should be, Mm -hmm. I I think it started a lot of choral conversations with choral musicians about like, Hey, maybe we got to stop talking about choral music as so many of my colleagues. And I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable saying this, like, Calling choral music legit music yes. is one of the is one of the crappiest things you can do for kids. Yes. Like if you're in a classroom and you are referring to choral music, Robert Shaw, F. Mealy's Chris Johnson, exactly. this is legit. This is real music. You are de- you need to valuing every other form of music by default by saying that. Correct. Oh. And just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's not valued. Ooh. Because that. I think the thing the thing we forget in choral music is that like i i say this all the time i I, like we're a really small bubble and we're all kind of huge dorks and and like when you get outside choral music and choral directors there's a lot of people who like look at it like yes you do what i mean I, i like Ever try to explain you know, and, your and job like, no, to a regular Joe? Good luck. I mean, like they don't get it. No, I mean, even like even I, I was I was trying to uh, t- I was trying to talk to my therapist about like mm-hmm. this is what I do for a living, mm-hmm. and she's yeah. like, "That's interesting," <laughs> and like trying to explain to her the like you're like this it's is the what most important thing ever. What are I'm, you talking about? <laughs> and she's like, "Okay, that sounds interesting," and I'm like, you know, and and like no truer than I, I mean, I have a younger brother. God bless him. He's four years younger than me. Um, he is the opposite. He yeah. took all of like the music stuff. He's, by the way, he'll never listen to this, but if he does, he is a brilliant musician. He's a real good drummer. He's got a beautiful voice and he's got an incredible ear. Okay. But he like actively revolted against yeah. all things music. Um, he played hockey through high school, um, but he's the guy I call, you know, to, to like vent about things. And he goes... Yeah, okay. Yeah, because it, like, it's not really super important the way we feel in our echo chamber. Right. And I love to I love to have somebody like that who's just like, "Oh yeah, it sounds like a sounds like it sucks." Like, "Oh yeah, oh your rehearsal didn't go well today. They aren't singing in tune like you want them." Okay. <laughs> Tell me he's like a think, surgeon or something because that would be the best uh, part of this. He's not. That would that would Where he's like, "Yeah, I literally saved someone's life today." But tell me more about how that 1/8 count of choreo looked really weird on your kids today. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's that kind of conversation. He's yes. not a surgeon, but he's yes. you know, it's just one of those things he's out of the bubble. And so, I mean, to 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 zoom back out, it's mm-hmm. I think we forget. We we get into our little like you said, our our echo chamber of core yeah. musicians. And then what? Yeah. And, and it, it's, it, we start talking in circles and we start, you know, we, we just, we get entrenched in it. It's because we love it. It's yes. because whatever, but, but 
good intentioned or not, not, not okay. Wait, so, and it, again, it, and it, your intentions don't matter. Yep, yeah. I mean, it, 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 I'm sorry. Like, I don't want to hear about, well, I, and I have lots of work to do myself. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, truly it's, and it's hard because choral music, traditional choral music is a predominantly white art form. Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. Full stop. Mm -hmm. And, and that is something we have to reckon with. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, we, we had some professional development was having students of color give some like testimonials about just like stuff they go through. Mm -hmm. um, and you know what I thought is there was like 11 or 12 that we watched. And my takeaway, in addition to all the other things, was I only have one of those kids in my class. Yeah any of my classes we we have literally one of those 12 and it's, we have more than 12 kids of color in our school but right my takeaway from the day is like what am like what doors am i closing right what is causing yes mm -hmm. that that is maybe not opening a door to them is not mm -hmm. inviting to them i'm cool with it with as i am with any kid you just don't want to sing you don't want to be that like that is your prerogative. Yes, but, but I also think we have to look down the pike when we're doing that and look at our entire feeder pattern because I think some of that starts even younger than than us. Absolutely. And it's built up from, as we were talking about with elementary music, I see a lot of my elementary friends, friends really reckoning with, like, for example, um, the types of songs that they've been doing, like certain types of folk music, songs that we've been taught as children and now realizing, you know what, that has some menstrual roots. We're going to cut that out of the curriculum and the pushback yep. they're getting for those sorts of things and stuff. Like, we have an inherent inherently white music problem from top to tip to toe i mean right now in a hundred percent in american and, music education and, and like i said i think we're and i recognize we're two white people talking about this let me throw that uh, out there listen a hundred percent and we need more black voices mm -hmm. we need more people of color voices mm -hmm. um you know i think have you had eric taylor on your show i have and like, he's phenomenal I, I, we had a great time. i don't know eric I don't know Eric personally. Mm -hmm. I, I admire him from afar. I mm -hmm. admire what he does. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we need to, we need to, as a group, be, be lifting up those voices. Yes. Learning and, and taking the learning on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like it is our responsible to, it is our responsibility as teachers, as educators, as choral musicians mm -hmm. to do the work ourselves, to learn yes. and educate ourselves, not to go to people of color and say, teach me Yeah. to do the work ourselves and simultaneously say to those people, we, we want to listen to you. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to teach me. Mm -hmm. I want to listen. Right. To you. I want you to just do what you do. Mm -hmm. And then I want to learn from it. And mm -hmm. I want to figure out how I can be better and mm -hmm. more supportive, more welcoming, more inclusive mm -hmm. in programming, in whatever. And I think part of that just has to start with words, with mm -hmm. verbiage, with mm -hmm. like, and, and again, you, so, so if, Choral music is real and pop music isn't. Like, <sighs> give me a break. Like, what? What are we? What are we talking about? Um, you know, and I, and I, what I, what I do like about show choir, what I, what I feel fortunate is, I think we do have a lot of people who are, or some people, maybe not a lot. We have some people who are trying to, to really legitimize it. Mm -hmm. I, I hate yeah. using that word because that it, it tacitly admits that it's illegitimate. But I know, but I understand what you're saying in this context. It's, yeah. it's that, that, you know, you can sing, you can do all of these, these, you know, Baroque technique or mm -hmm. whatever. I mean, classical technique, whatever you mm -hmm. want to call it. You can, you can alter all of these things for, for the style of music, but the ba like fundamental 
fundamental choices of like tonal development don't actually have to change. And I love that we have people teaching that. And and I, you know, I, 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 and, and many of them aren't like necessarily even teaching in schools anymore. They're like clinicians. And I love that we have those people and they need to do more of it because again, it's, I, I think at Hastings, what we've really tried to teach our kids is that more than anything, that just from a vocal standpoint, that like we just want to give you some fundamentals. Right. Well, I want to teach you how to. I want you. I want to teach you how to healthfully create tone. Mm-hmm. I want to teach you how to breathe, and I want to teach mm-hmm. you all the elements of it. And from there, let's have some fun. Yes. And, and let's 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 sing stylistically appropriate. Let's let's make stylistically accurate choices. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think that's really scary. Um, it's I, I'll I'll be the first to say like, without some of the mentors that I've had, like yeah. I, I think about John, I think about John Burles, yeah. um, who, like when he when I've seen him work and when he's worked with my kids, it's like he says things and I'm like, duh, duh. yeah, <laughs> like why didn't I just that. say that? I was yes. and I don't mean to take anything away from it, just but like I was thinking, and I think a lot of us are thinking those things, mm-hmm. and I think we're just afraid to say them because they, they run, they run counterintuitive to what we've been taught at our, mm-hmm. at our coral institutions. And, yes. and, and, and so, you know, again, back, back to, to Minneapolis and, and Minnesota as, mm-hmm. as a coral uh, Mecca in, mm-hmm. in a lot of degrees, it's, we, I'm proud of the conversations that are beginning. Good. They are, yeah. they are um, very, preliminal i mean they are yes. like they are the but we but you can't get into the we have to start we, somewhere we, we got to start talking mm-hmm. and i'm proud of what our professional organizations um, mmea our, our state organization for mm-hmm. music educators and aca minnesota mm-hmm. um i think i think have have made some really important steps forward in terms of in terms of like kinds of programming they're 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 propping up um, in terms of like who they're hiring to direct our all states right. and, 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 do, you know, diverse representation. I mean, listen, we had a, we had a, a woman conduct the TV choir for the first time in the history of Minnesota all state. Wow. Last year, last year. Whew. And it was one of the best men's co- uh, tenor bass choir performances I have ever heard. Tenor Bass Choir is my favorite choir I've ever conducted. And there was a lot about that when I started doing it that people were like, oh, weird. Well, you're a girl. That's interesting. I'm like, right. We let dudes do essays all the time. All the time. (laughs) And dudes, if you're getting called to do essay choirs, recommend three of your best female colleagues and give them the job. It's like. As you're saying that, I need to bring up this important moment in with what you and I were just discussing, which is that I'm picking people to interview for this series where it's different directors from different states. The stipulations, of course, are that they have to be teaching in that state. I want them to have grown up in that state, preferably, because I'd like to talk about the process from a student standpoint and an adult standpoint. So that already knocks out some people for sure. Right. Yep. But obviously, I want it to be a diverse smattering of voices. I don't want to interview. No offense to you, but the same white guy over and over again. And yeah. Dude, I I mean, at this point, every interview it's, I've done is is one of my white dude 
people. And and that's yeah. not because I'm choosing that. I am actively trying not to choose that and can't in most cases. Right. And so, well, I mean, again, that's that's the problem, like I'm saying, tip to toe. We need to encourage it when they're younger. We need to encourage the diversity in music when, we're, when they're younger. We need to stop using exclusive language like legit and therefore not legit. And then we need to encourage kids from literally every music interest background. If they are interested in music, they are eligible to go to college to be an educator. That's literally all it takes, guys. It doesn't have to be like, well, you didn't grow up with that. Who the hell cares? In fact, great if you didn't grow up in the like traditional path, whatever the hell that means, you know? Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And again, it's, and part of that again, is just like what what kind of music are we putting in front of our Mm -hmm. kids? What kind of representation? What kind of... Again, what like what kind of composers are, are we putting yeah. in front of kids? Mm-hmm. Are we is it the same six people who are all fifty year old white guys or like what are composers we are out? music publishing houses choosing to put on their front page? Right. And you know? and, and we we vote with our dollar. And yes. so are you know, like are you are you are you putting money in the places that need that that financial support to get to get propped up yeah. and it's and listen it's it the 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 nuance of all of this and i i don't pretend to sit here and i have i have none of the answers. yes i was gonna say we don't have, have any perfect solutions guys but we just I, agree I, that I needs have, to talk <laughs> i have no answers and lots of questions yes. and i think i think if we can all approach it from there someone yes. will if if we all if we all do that someone will start coming up with answers and it also who are we listening to? i was just gonna what say we need to we listen to, to other voices yes yes like we need to ask questions of each, of, of each other and then listen to the right voices. And mm-hmm. I think, again, in Minnesota, I, I, I'm proud that there's some preliminary steps have been taken, um, small ones, but, but mm-hmm. steps and, and, and that matters. And, and I think, you know, again, then it's incumbent on all of us to go back to our schools yeah, and, and look inward and, and not be afraid of what it, of what it feels like to look at, like I did on Monday, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I left that session thinking, yeah, man, and, and it's hard to not deflect and it's hard to not get, well, it's not my fault. It's, we don't have that many Sit people of color. In the uncomfortability in this, of that moment long enough to it, come to right. some questions. Yep. And, and just get comfortable being uncomfortable. And, and yes. there's, there's so many, there's so many great, you know, great people who, who you can bounce things off of and mm-hmm. who are going to say, maybe not the thing you want to hear, mm-hmm. um, but but are going to, are going to be straight with you. And, and I think that's important and it's incumbent on all of us to do that. And I think if we can, mm-hmm. we can diversify this. Cause again, you know, you just, you think about show choir, I mean, yeah. like it isn't show choir. Isn't really that different in terms of like the representation we're seeing on stage uh-huh. and in the directors and in, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that's that we could have a seven and a half. Hour I was going to say that is a completely that. separate episode that I absolutely want to have a yep. panel discussion on at some point. We will, don't worry, we will do it. But like, yes. It's, yeah, I, I think the most important thing I'm feeling about you and I talking about this, because for the record, this is not where I thought your and I's conversation was going today. And not that that's bad. I actually love everything about that. But, um, you know, there are lots of us out here that are asking these questions and wanting to have these conversations and are ready to listen and are actively listening now. And um, I think, you know, I, I don't mean that as a pat on the back. I just mean, like, that's it's good that I think we're all kind yep. of getting to that place. So, um, totally. and it would be amazing if Minnesota would help leave the, lead the way for that. Cause as you said, you guys are, a, you know, 
the land of 10,000 choirs. People look towards states like Minnesota to see, well, what do they do? They look towards yeah, places like true. Texas and say, well, what do they do? You know, it's incumbent yeah. upon us as states with, you know, visible choral presence to to start turning the tide, I think. Um, let's talk about completely frivolous things now. Let's just do a whole one. Frivolous is good. Okay. Um, let's do it. I need to ask you the five questions that everybody gets asked. Okay. Great. The first one is just kind of an easy one. Um, what is your favorite kind of entertainment? Like when you're not working, do you like movies or shows or music or podcasts? Oh, I I play golf. Golf. Oh yeah, that's right. We need to Um, do that at some point in time. I'd love that. I'll play with anybody. Any choir directors out there, if you play golf, give me a call. Like, I, I play – I just – I play as much as I can. Obviously, I think that's going to change a little bit now having a, a little one. It but, will a little, but then um, they get old enough to go with you, and it's a special kind of awesome. I can't wait. Listen, I'm going to get I'm gonna get her a little – I'm going to get a little, little set of clubs. Like, I was even trying – this summer, I was trying to figure out how I could rig up the stroller to just, like, put my bag Keep on Probably it. a little early till she can and, sit up. But once she can stand, fair game. Tiger Woods started but if, like I could, but if I can put her in the stroller, then I can go when we just go on a walk. And that's fine. very true. Um, uh, parenting one Parenting hats. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I play a lot of golf. Um, I don't listen to music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I listen to I music when I'm like, I get it. Like on Spotify, I'll like throw music on, just like listen to random stuff when I'm planning shows and things like that. But yeah. man, like recreational music listening is not a thing I ever want to participate in. There are a ton of choir directors that answer that way. I think that's so interesting. I would love to study that for a postgraduate thing at some point. Like, we do not listen to music for enjoyment, and there's surely some reason behind that. Yeah. That's related to... And I love a podcast. I mean, that's that's my other deal, right? Yes. Golf and and a podcast. Mm -hmm. Oh, and you could do um, those simultaneously, which is pretty great. You could. Absolutely. Totally. Okay. Favorite show choir show you've ever seen... You can't have had anything to do with it. Live or oh, I don't even have to, I don't even have to think about that. Um, and I I guarantee you, I've only I've listened to a few episodes uh, with with other folks. Um, I'm already writing it down. It's wait more about like I just <laughs> like I the the Wizard of Oz show will forever be for me like it's the like the listen like John and Dwight ruined show choir for everybody <laughs> like i've said that to john so a really good way like, to describe it yep thanks bro like you you are the reason that story shows are propagating all over the midwest like yep because everybody saw that and it was so brilliant Gosh, it was every good. way and then went oh we can do that yeah hint hint we can't most of us cannot uh, guys that's the answer yeah i i like I remember seeing that I was with, um, I was actually with Riverside, um, at, at at nationals with my dad. I I went with them that year. Um, and I just remember watching it live being like, and that was when I just met John. Um, and, and I just like, what is happening? Like, okay, I should probably quit doing this. This I watched it again the other day because I always put these in the the links. I always put them in the the notes of the episode. So people, if you're listening and you haven't done that before, you can always click on the links down below and you can watch a YouTube video of whatever show we're talking about. So I hadn't watched it in a little while. um, And so I actually watched it the other day and I'm like, gosh, darn it. This is even on video, even on video. It's just so good. And actually, you know what? To be fair, I do have to also, I have to give an honorable mention because I think it's important. 
Um, it's also a John show. Uh, but it the the um, the Come Sail Away show that he did at Carmel. Oh. Like, come on. I don't remember what like, year that you was, really, though. Oh. If you, is that 2016 or, or 15? Maybe? I don't know. Okay. Yes. I'm not good with the years. I truly, I, you got, I don't watch a lot of show choir. I don't really. honestly either, unless um, I'm there for some reason. But I, like, yeah, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. like, I don't, tr- I don't like troll YouTube for like, oh. Like, but now I that don't. I judge I, a lot, I am seeing obviously a lot more for that reason. And I'm kind of right. enjoying that, getting to see more without having yeah. to have the competitive skin in the game myself necessarily. But yeah, that's also but, a great show. But truly, the, the the Come Sail Away show, like, I would, I would challenge everybody to watch it because yes. I think there are elements of that that are. Like if you watch it two, three, four times, like mm-hmm. you'll find stuff that you'll just go, come on, come on. that's <laughs> silly. That should be that. there. How did that? So that's my honorable mention show. <sighs> this is always just an, this is, this part is always just an ad for John Burlis. So like, you know, John arranges yeah. everyone just as a reminder. <laughs> okay. Favorite show you've ever worked on that you've been a part of. Oh man. Um, That's I, mean, like I haven't done that many kid. shows. I've only really been like doing show. I've only been like directing yeah, but surely you have at least for... two, maybe that you know, one or two that. Well, stick out. I mean, for for a lot of reasons, um, I think the Riverside show we did not last year, but the year before the the Freedom show that we did. Um, um, that was going to be the first thing I was going to force you to say if you like, weren't going to figure it out. Yes, <laughs> that was. That was fun because we just, I think the process of that being my second year mm-hmm. and just those kids, like we were all, we were all sort of bought in and, um, the chains, in a, in a... like, I mean, I, my brain, oh God. okay. My brain still can't process. I was sitting in the audience. We were both at West side, <laughs> right? Wait, no. Yeah. Isn't yeah, that that yeah. year? Right. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Yep. And I'm watching it going. I forgot I was a director who had children there that I needed to be worried about. I got so involved in that show. And that number with the guitarist and the way they sing it, and I just, oh, it is still one of my favorite things I've ever seen on a show choir stage. That whole show, but, like, that number, I just, and Freedom, of course. I love that song so yeah. much. But, like, oh, I'm dying over <laughs> it here. It was, as I would imagine, many of your, like, many of your guests and directors like it was the right show with oh, the yeah. right kids at the right time we all know what that's and, like yeah mm-hmm. um and it was just and i i think what perfect story. really was the most fun about it was just the process of it yeah. like truly and just like that group you could tell those... they loved the snot out of that show like you know yeah, they were we just, all the way bought in we just had fun mm-hmm. and and yeah and that also that's like the first time that i've done a ballad that isn't like that's like a bop. I mean, so it's got good. some like groove to it. And she, I mean, I did the same thing. I mean, I, it's, there was times I'm just like, I don't know how those kids do this. This is unbelievable. Yeah. Just, just what the heck? That it's means so, I'm going to get to go watch this when I put the stuff together. I'm so excited. It gives me a reason to go yeah, back and watch a, it. Yes. That was, so that one, that one I think is the answer. Yeah, guys, I rarely push so hard when we're talking about these that you have to go watch. But A, if you haven't watched The Oz yet, every guest has mentioned it. So what are you doing with your life? Yeah. B, you have got to go watch 2019 Riverside. Like that's just, it's an order. From Jen. It's an order from Miss Randall. <laughs> um, okay, you were in show choir as a high schooler, obviously. Oh, you bet your Oh, buttons. yes, you were. Okay, now can you tell us what your senior show choir show was? Can you tell us what you did your oh, senior year? Oh, my gosh. Um, a, did you have a solo? Oh, yes. Of course um, you did. 
Everybody who knows me and knows this, there are certain people I'm thinking of right now, if they're listening to this, are going, you have to, you have to. T-. So, <laughs> yeah, we did, God, we, I think we started, we opened with like, um, we built this city. Oh, Is that like course. Jefferson Starship? Wait, because when we did you graduate? City. It's got to be like uh, mid 2000s. 2003. Okay. It's okay. not on YouTube, believe me. Dang it. I have checked. What if I message your um, dad? You I do have, have a DVD copy of it. Um, I, I mostly cause I want to be in control of like who <laughs> has the ability to see that. Okay. Can I just um, see it next time I come up? Like, can we watch yeah, it? Yeah, you okay, can. Great. Great. There, there can be no photographic or <laughs> videographic evidence. Got it. Oh man. Um, yeah. And then I don't remember what our second tune was. Our big tune was, um, was we, our ballad was an earth song, the Michael Jackson. Oh, thing. And I, oh, yes. I had this really big dramatic solo at the beginning, and then did some what like about improv. Fears? What about? Yeah, and 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 I yeah, and did the whole, and then I I did some like improv-y riff sure stuff at the end that included some like growls at some point. <laughs> I mean, it's just oh yeah, the gospel bad. choir kind of ending when it's like, what about us? What about yeah, the children? Uh-huh. Yes. Yep, I did that part. <laughs> poorly um well not any worse than i just did i'm sorry everyone that was uh, but and we also we wore these like canvas like like caftans monk monk robes like with hoods (laughs) they were the worst costume they look they were terrible they were awful (laughs) so yeah that was a swing and a miss by (laughs) by one lynn warren with the costuming oh my gosh Boy, I don't even remember what our closer was that year. Well, because you were wiped out after all of the riffing of Earth Song. I mean, who? I mean, you oh, just yeah. you're, you well, were done. Yeah, that, you're right. I just couldn't even. I couldn't bear to remember anything oh, else. I, love I didn't. It. I didn't have to dance the guys' tune. I know that because it was right That's after. That's kind of nice. And I and there was a costume change before the battle, and I did yeah. time. So like, I didn't have to dance the guys' tune, which was fortunate for me and everybody yes. subsequently. But. Um, yeah, God, I don't remember anything else in that show. I, yeah, I don't remember. But listen, we else. built this like city, and Earth Song is just enough of like an appropriate like remembrance from the time that would have been two thousand three. So, we thank you for that. Yeah. That's that's what we all you're, did around that time. I shouldn't you're say very I was welcome. in college by then. You're but, very welcome. Um, okay, <laughs> most embar- Maybe this is the same most embarrassing stage moment. Oh, this isn't even close. I don't have to think about this for a second. <laughs> when I was a sophomore or junior, okay. I don't know which show that was in. Um, I was, well, I'm a terrible dancer. I was a terrible dancer when I was in show choir. Um, so as often as possible, I was blocked as far back or in the hiding spots <laughs> as near possible. Yes. Um, I was blocked in the back corner. I, th- I want to say this was my sophomore or junior year. Okay. Um, and my dad was back directing the band right. he, as, he, as he would. Um, and in a performance, I, I'll never forget this. I was dancing in the top corner riser. I did some sort of like back step and stepped off the back. Oh, like no. fell off the back of the riser oh, no. and like fell. And then I like looked up and my dad is still directing the band. <laughs> and he looks at me and goes, get up. <laughs> get up and he's like gesturing wildly like and i just like oh okay and i just like climbed back on the stage i i fell off the stage and 
got to have the added bonus of my dad, of dad yelling at it you. and then being like what are you doing get on the stage I love that he wasn't like, concerned there was no like do you have a concussion None. are you okay zero concern <laughs> not like my son just fell off the stage no luke get back get- on the stage <laughs> Now, and he never, he was still conducting, he's still like hanging down a four pattern, like no big deal. Just get, get, I get mean, up. it's oh. one of my favorite things of, in the and history of the What an awesome universe. thing to be able I, to share with your students if you ever like, you know, be like, listen, oh, I get it, guys. I fell off the stage and my dad was the one who was back there, you know, like. That's right. So yeah, no whatever sympathy. you think is humiliating, like that. Times a thousand. <laughs> yep, that's right. Well, Luke, thank you so much for talking with us today and giving up your time to do this. This was really, really good. I loved it. Oh, wow.